Do you wait for everything to be perfect and lined up straight before you make a choice? How hard are you trying to get everything in your life right? What if jumping in and getting messy is one of the ways to find out what works for you? Discover how being willing to mess up can create the phenomenal life you truly desire. Get ready to quit judging and start embracing all of your messy adventures. Now, here's your host, self-declared messy living expert, Katrina Fava. Hello, hello. Welcome to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm your host, Katrina Fava. I'm excited to be here today. Um, thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening. If you're here now or in the future, it doesn't matter. It's all good. I'm glad you're here. Um, if you would like to, if you're listening live, 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 if you're listening live, and you would like to participate with us, you can um, participate in a couple different ways. You can join us in the online chat room, um, which is in the top right-hand corner of the Inspired Choices Network screen. You can just click on chat room and put your name in there or put in a pretend name. It doesn't matter. And then come and type in your comments and questions and play with us in the chat room. Um, you can call live uh, with a question or a comment. Even if, you know, if you just want to chat, it's um, 613-800-8736 in Canada and 81. 5880-8255 in the US. Um, so, thanks for being here. Who is this your first time? Have you been here before? Would you like to know a little bit about me and Messy Adventures in Living? So, Messy Adventures in Living is uh, a place, a space, an hour or two or three or four, depending on how many shows you listen to, um, where you get invited to choose. Uh, and not choose the right choice or choose the perfect choice or choose the best choice. You get invited to just choose uh, and get messy with your choices. Be willing to mess up. Be willing to screw up. Be willing for it to turn out wrong, whatever that means. Um, this is a place where you get invited to just choose, to get messy with your life because choice is actually what creates awareness. We usually learn that um, awareness or information or you know weighing the pros and cons is what will lead to you making the right choice. And what if that's not true? I'm here to challenge that point of view and ask you, what if that's not true? What if it's actually choice that creates awareness? What if as you choose, you get the awareness of whether or not that works or not and whether or not that's something you want to choose again or whether or not you choose something different? So that's Messy Adventures in Living. We talk about all kinds of things. And uh, I'm Petrina. Uh, here's a little bit about me and how I play in the world. I am. Um, this is as always the weird part for me, honestly. I still haven't figured out I still haven't figured out a, a way to talk about myself that is not a whole bunch of labels. And I haven't exactly figured it out yet, but I guess if you want to get to know me, just listen to my shows. That's a good that's a good way to do it. But here's a bunch of roles that I play. I can tell you this. Um, so I'm a mom. I have three kids. They are 13 years old. I don't know why I feel the need to tell you their ages, but I do, and so I will. They're 13 because it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. <laughs> 13, 10, and 6. And actually, those ages mean absolutely nothing because they are enormous infinite beings with enormous awarenesses. They are giant beings in little bodies. So actually, their ages mean diddly squat to me at this point anymore because they're just awesome and they're huge contributions to my life and I love them. Um, I am also a registered nurse. I'm a pediatric nurse. I have been working as a pediatric nurse for um, 20 years, coming up soon in a couple months. Actually, God, 20 years. Um, and I, in those 20 years, have had the amazing privilege of 
getting to work and play and and experience and live and be with kids and families who are um, up against some crazy odds and are, you know, in places, in some uncomfortable places. And I have learned so much from them. They have gifted me so many amazing awarenesses. And I absolutely love working with kids because every every day, uh, that I interact with them, I realize more and more how much little kids are not little. And we're going to really talk about that a lot today because they're amazing um, if we would just be willing to receive from them. Uh, I also am an access consciousness bars and body process facilitator. A few years ago, I discovered this um, really fun and cool and weird modality that um, has some energetic hands-on processes uh, within it and also offers tools that you can use to change something that's not working for you in your life or to expand your life if everything is awesome uh, because change doesn't always have to be only when things are crappy. You can always change. You can always get great, get something greater. You can always have something greater. Did you know that? Did you know that you can always have something greater? Even if your life is awesome, you can actually ask for more. You can. It's okay. It's not wrong. Um, and so I have fun playing with those tools. We're going to use some of those tools on the show today. I also enjoy, I have my business um, of, I create my own um 100% natural body products, bath and body products. I make all kinds of cool stuff like scrubs and soaps and facial toners and bath bombs and body butters and who knows what else, whatever else I come across that I like to try. And so that, um, is that business of mine, that, that creation, that entity is called Naturally Happy Body. You can check it out on my website, patrinafava.com or naturallyhappybody.com. And if you want to know more about me, look me up, find me on Facebook, find me on Instagram, listen to my shows, and you can get to know me there. Okay, enough about me. What are we talking about today? And I talk really fast in case you haven't listened to my show before, but too bad. Keep up. Um, <laughs> so today on Messy Adventures in Living, our topic is teaching kids awareness instead of safety. So what if telling kids how to be safe based on your fears and judgments is actually more likely to put them in harm's way? We really disempower our kids when we impose safety rules on them. We do. It teaches them that our fears and our judgments are greater than their awareness. It teaches them to make conclusions. And actually, it teaches them to buy our conclusions. That's essentially what we do with kids much of the time, is we teach them to buy our conclusions. Look, safety is a lie. There are no formulas, there's no rules to follow with awareness. There are no formulas or rules with awareness. There's only awareness. And there is no one way to be safe. There's no one way to be safe. We try to do that, but it fails sometimes. And then we go, oh, well, we try our best to be safe, but sometimes it doesn't work. No, because there is no one way to be safe. Um, So what if the ability to have razor-sharp awareness a razor-sharp awareness that is so far beyond any logical thought, together with the willingness to completely trust their knowing, what if this could be the best way for your kids to avoid harm? And we're going to look at harm a little bit in this um, show and and what is that and what's harm and how much we make harm wrong. So, you know, what if that's the way to know when they need to leave a situation, even if it means breaking the rules or getting themselves in trouble, So how do we show our kids how to be that energy, that energy of knowing, that energy of trusting your awareness? How do we show our kids that? 
How do we empower them to trust their knowing? Well, what if it starts with us? Us trusting them more than we trust fear. Join me today. Thanks for joining me today for tips and tools that we're going to use to break away from fear and empower our kids instead. Okay, so hot topic. Lots of stuff there. Um, just jam-packed in those few sentences. Um, so this is something that's been swirling around in my awareness for a really long time. And recently, just this past week or two, a whole bunch of things have come up Yeah, um, around my own kids and my fears and my judgments um, are creeping up crazily. So I, you know, I feel actually really lucky and, and lucky and grateful actually to myself that I put myself in this situation where I, I am a nurse. I'm a registered nurse. I love science. I love bodies. I think bodies are freaking amazing, like crazily cool. And, and science is amazing. And I also love energy work and I like metaphysics and I like spirituality and like weird, stuff about ghosts and aliens and I love that stuff and I love that I actually have my hands in both of those worlds and for a long time I actually was making myself wrong for that and I thought oh this is confusing and how do I do this and more and more every day I'm actually so grateful that I've set this up for myself because I get to receive all of it and I get to see where there are truths and lies in both of those things so anyways my point is I being a registered nurse being a pediatric nurse um, it would be, it's really easy for me to go into this crazy spiral rabbit hole of fear around my children. So I worked um, for uh, the last 19 years uh, on a unit at um, Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto, which is like a really big, well-known hospital here in Canada. Um, so we see the craziest, weirdest diagnosis, you know, things that people can't can't seem to um, figure out anywhere else. They come to us. And so I work on a unit where... Um, it was the multi-organ transplant unit and and a whole bunch of other medical specialties. So, um, and you know, I've I've done some I had done some shifts in the ICU, and it's really easy for me to become this crazy, scared, paranoid parent with my kids based based on what I've seen at work. Um, and so, thank God, I found some of these tools that um, really help me to know what I know and not buy into fear. So this week. Um, couple of things came up. Um, somebody that I know is close, um, someone that I work closely with, child was just recently diagnosed with cancer. And also um, just looking on the news with the um, suicide bombing in Manchester and, you know, all the terror attacks that have kind of been happening over the last couple of years um, has had, really had me looking at how much I just want to keep my kids safe and how do I keep my kids safe. And every time I go to want to protect my kids or keep them safe. I remember something that Gary Douglas said. Gary Douglas is the founder of this modality called Access Consciousness. Um, and he says all the time, you know, the, you don't need protection. Stop with the protection. The greatest protection is awareness. The greatest protection is awareness. This is something that when, when I first heard it has always been kind of playing in my, my mind. The greatest protection is actually awareness. And so, you know, I always have been looking at how can I show my kids, how can I teach my kids to be aware? And I have tried until now to to teach them awareness, okay, to teach them, like to teach them as if they're learning this in school. And it's like, look, this is what I'm learning about awareness. This is what it is. This is what it means. This is how you be aware. And you know what I've, I'm noticing recently that actually teaching kids about awareness is not 
about teaching them what it is or what it means. Get, teaching your kids awareness, teaching is not the right word, but I'm going to use it anyways because that's the only word I know right now. Teaching your kids awareness, showing them aware, showing them how to use their awareness, inviting them to use their awareness, to honor their awareness is not about teaching it to them or teaching them what it means or what it looks like or how to do it. It's actually about honoring them. If you would like to your children to be aware, you need to honor them for what they know. That's, that is absolutely 150% the key, and this is what I'm really coming to know in the last little while. It's not about teaching them how to do it. It's about honoring them for what they know. Um, I sat down to, to jot some thoughts down about this radio show last night, and I thought, okay, what are, and I was coming up with all the ways where we disempower our kids, or we disavow their knowing, or we like tell them that their knowing or their awareness is wrong, because they have awareness. They have awareness. They don't need, actually need to be taught awareness, by the way. <laughs> Sometimes I think we need to be taught how to, or we need to remember or be retaught how to tune into our awareness. They don't really need to be taught awareness. They're actually extremely aware. When I look at it, we often, society or how we've learned to parent is actually, we actually, te- like, we unteach them their awareness, right? So, you know, what if, showing your kids or teaching your kids how to be aware is a lie. Like, what if it's actually just about you honoring what they know and trusting that they know, right? Um, and I, like I was saying, I jotted down a whole bunch of, I started to write down a bunch of ways where we disavow their knowing. We, 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 sh- we cut off their knowing. We teach them not to trust their knowing. And I swear, I just came up with like 25 different points. I even surprised myself. I was like, oh, I just, I couldn't stop writing. I was like, wow, look at all these little ways that we teach kids not to trust their knowing. And then we try to keep them safe based on our fears and our judgments, right? We're scared of them getting abducted. We're scared of them getting, um, we're scared of them drowning. We're scared of them getting hurt. We're scared of them getting hit by cars. We're scared of them getting sexually abused. We're scared of them getting, um, you know, bullied at school. We're, we're scared of them dying. We're scared of them breaking bones. We're like, they're, so we completely dishonor them by telling them that they're, they're stupid. They don't know. Not that they're stupid even even if we don't tell them that. Like We imply that we, the adult, know more than them from the moment they're conceived. So we basically project at them, even if we're not saying it in words, we project at them that we know better than they do. And so we are telling them, don't trust your awareness. Your awareness is not real. Stop. Don't be silly. I know because I've been in the world for 43 years, so I know better than you. Trust me. Trust all my fears. I have all these fears about you being abducted and drowning and and being bombed and being killed and being attacked at a at a club. I have all these fears and those fears are valid and I want to protect you. So you need to trust my fears and my judgments and my need to protect you over your awareness. This is what we essentially project at kids. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so everything that is, everywhere we have ever thought that we are, have been protecting our children by being scared for them and by having judgments about what's right and what's wrong and how to keep them safe. Everywhere we've been projecting at them our fears and our judgments and calling that safety. Can we destroy and uncreate all of that? 
Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Okay, so that, if you've never heard it before, is called the Access Consciousness Clearing Statement. It is uh, a collection of words that does have a long explanation. You can go and read about that explanation. at It has its own website, theclearingstatement.com. All you need to know is that it get it does not work on, it's not about thought, it's not about logic, it really gets to the energy of what we're talking about. And we're essentially asking you, as the energy comes up, would you like to get rid of that? Do you want to destroy and uncreate wherever that originated? I'm just asking you to get rid of it, to destroy it. Not even let it go. Because sometimes when you let it go, you can take it back. We're asking you to completely destroy it. You don't have to say yes. You don't have to say no. It doesn't matter. But that's what it is, okay? If you want some more information, you could go to accessconscious.com or you can go to theclearingstatement.com. <laughs> I can't stop talking. Okay, we need to take a break. So you're listening to Messy Adventures in Living. We're talking today about teaching kids awareness instead of safety so don't go anywhere we'll be right back with more on that uh, on the inspired choices network do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car of course you don't are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice what if the opposite is true what if it's choice that creates awareness Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Petrina Fava every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 Central, 9 Mountain, and 8 Pacific on the InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question, always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255 In Canada, 613-800-8736 Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. Welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm your host, Petrina Fava. So I have a lot to say about this topic, and I'm not sure if we're going to get it all out in this hour, so you'll have to stay tuned for more later. <laughs> um, or, or follow me on social media, or I don't know find me and ask me for something okay anyway so just as we were going to break we were talking about um you know how 
maybe we think that teaching kids awareness means, um, you know, sitting them down and teaching them about what it is. But but what I've come to know um, now more than ever is that what it is is actually about honoring them. So I'm going to just, I made a list about of all the ways I just sat down and started scribbling down all the ways that we completely dishonor our kids' awareness or we completely teach them that their awareness doesn't mean anything. And I'm just going to go through the list because I want to say them all. Um, I just want to say them. All, and then we'll talk about all the ones that pop up, okay? So here's all the ways that we negate our kids' awareness, okay? So we, we, we function on the belief that they don't know anything. Essentially, we all think, most of us anyways, many people think, that kids don't know anything. They don't know anything. We know more than them because we're adults and we've been through life, okay? There you go. We Essentially, but do we need anything else? Like, <laughs> Do we need anything else? So number one. You, we operate on the basis that kids don't know anything, that we know more than they do. Um, there's also this thing, number two, that they're innocent. Okay, And I want to look at this because I was looking at this um, last year when my dog died and I did a great show with Susie Godsey and we touched on this a little bit about this concept of innocence. And the show is called um, One More Gift Before I Go, by the way, last year, I think around this time in May, if you want to find it. It's amazing. Um, no. This idea that they're innocent. We we have this thing with kids and animals too. They're innocent. What does that really mean? Uh, what I get when people say, oh, you know, they're just a little kid. They're innocent. It's it's like implying that they're stupid and that they're dumb. They're dumb. They're just innocent. They think everything is wonderful, so they're dumbasses. Okay, just a second. This idea of innocence, for me, what I know is that it's it's the space of no point of view. Yes, thank you, Aranda, implying naivety. Yes, thank you. That they're just naive. Oh, they're so sweet. They think everything is wonderful. No, actually, kids have no point of view. They have no point of view. They really don't judge very much. And you might think that this is a bad thing or a weakness, but actually it is amazing, and it is an amazing strength, and it is a huge, huge thing that is required for awareness, is having no point of view. We're going to talk about that more. Um we we do things like we make our kids kiss people, like, you know, our families. It's like, give Auntie Em a hug. Come on, give them a kiss. You have to. That's your grandma. Kiss her. Kiss her. Oh, my God, drives me crazy. We do things like that where kids don't want to kiss their family members or hug their family members, and we make them. Ugh. Okay. Um, you know, sending our kids off to school. Like, how many times have we left our kids at school screaming and crying? And I'm not... I am absolutely 100% not making any of this wrong because I've done it myself and I do all of these things myself. Um, and, and sometimes it's not wrong because sometimes kids are manipulating you. But, you know, how often are kids aware of an energy of people? And it doesn't mean that the person is bad, but how often are they aware of an energy that they're like, ew, I don't like that energy. I don't want to be around that person. But we make them because they have to go to school. They have to go to preschool and they, you know, they have to. So we make them. And so they're aware of this like wonky energy and we go, stop it. You're being silly. Like you're going to be fine. Mommy's going to come pick you up after. So we constantly negate their awareness of energy. Okay. They pick up on energy. They pick up on weird energy of people and we never acknowledge them for it. We tell them or, or we imply that they're wrong and we push them to do something that they're uncomfortable with because that's just the way it's done in this society. Um, uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? We we force them to be with people that we don't like. That's what I was just saying. Um, uh, we tell them constantly that we tell them constantly that they're wrong. We really do. We tell them they're wrong all the time. We teach them to fear strangers and trust. 
family members, neighbors, teachers, police officers, people in, you know, positions. We teach them to fear strangers and to trust the people that we know. And that is a huge risk, in my opinion. We're going to talk more about that. Maybe. I don't know. We only have an hour. We'll see. <laughs> um, this is a big one right here. Listen. We teach them to think instead of know. We teach them to think instead of know. We teach them to value logical thought above everything else, definitely above their awareness. Um, you know, sometimes crazy situations defy logic, right? But we teach kids that thought and reason and logic is more valuable than knowing. We teach this to them all the time. Even if you don't say it, you imply it, you project it at them. Um, we teach them that, you know, people like sex offenders or abductors, or we teach them that these people are creepy, Right. Or we watch movies and in these movies, these people are creepy. And so sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're handsome and they're charming. So, you know, we teach them that people who are going to hurt them look a certain way or or are a certain way. And none of that is awareness. All of that is conclusion and logic and thought. Um, here's a big one, too. We teach them to obey and fear the adults in their lives. So parents, ourselves, right? We, we, many of us teach our kids to obey us. We want our kids to obey us. I do it all the time. <laughs> I do it all the time. I just said to my kid yesterday, when I tell you to do something, just do it. Hey, bad mom right here. Okay, so we teach them to obey and fear the adults in their lives um, all the time. And, and that is problematic. It's problematic. And I have a good example for that one. And I'll tell you when I get through the list. Okay, um, we teach kids about coincidences. This one. We teach kids that their awareness is actually a coincidence. Okay? We teach kids about coincidences instead of acknowledging that they are aware and that maybe they were aware of the future or maybe they were aware of something. We we don't usually acknowledge them for that. We teach them that things are coincidences. This is bullshit. There are no coincidences. Kids are extremely, extremely aware. Um we tell them that their fears are irrational. And I think about uh, kids and when they're scared of the dark. And, you know, how often have we or do you learn, like, take a flashlight, show your kid that there's nothing under the bed. Take a flashlight, show your kid that there's nothing in the closet. You know what? What if we acknowledge that the kid is aware of something? What if it goes surreal? What if it goes surreal? What if your kid is aware of a presence in the room? And here we go going, look. And the kid is scared and the kid is crying and the kid is like, there's something under my bed. And we're like, look, there's nothing under your bed. We teach them that our senses, our five senses, our eyes, our ears, our nose, our mouths, we teach them that our senses, our physical senses are greater than our awareness. Look, there's nothing under the bed, so you must be wrong. Completely negate their awareness when we do that. Um, feelings, feelings, feelings is huge. We teach them to own their feelings. This is a problem because sometimes our thoughts, feelings, and emotions are not really ours. And that's one I really want to touch on. We're going to go into that a lot more. We teach them to own their feelings and we never um, acknowledge that possibly they're picking up on other people's stuff. Um, we, we, we teach them to disregard their bodies. So we teach them to eat off the, all the food off their plate. We teach them to wear three sweaters in the winter and a scarf and a hat and mitts and two pairs of socks. And they're sweating underneath their clothing because we know better than them because they're going to get sick because we know. I don't know how we know that. And so we teach them to disregard their body's signals and their body's awareness all the time. Um, 
we teach them things like, hey, you know what, like we tell them with our words, no one's allowed to touch you if you don't want to be touched. But then we do things like we tickle them um, and we tickle them until they're, you know, even when they're t- saying stop, stop, we still keep going. Or um, we say, you have to kiss your nonna goodbye. We have to, sorry, we have to, t- <laughs> nonna is the Italian word for uh, grandmother. You have to kiss your grandma goodbye. You have to or she's going to be offended. Um, you know, we spank them, um, even though we tell them that no one else is allowed to hit them. And then we are like, well, except me because I'm your parent. So, you know, we we set these things up for them, but then we we do these things to them, even though we tell them that other people are not allowed to in, in terms of their body. So that's my quick list. <laughs> that's my quick list. That took a long time. But everything that is, everything that brings up all of the places where we are disavowing our children's awareness, all of the little the little things which are not so little that constantly um, are telling our kids or projecting our kids that they their awareness is less valuable than what we know, what we think we know, what we have concluded. Can we please destroy and uncreate and just stop that shit now? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and puck, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Okay. So now, which ones should we delve deeper into? I want to talk a little bit about, um, first of all, the whole the whole premise of this show is fear, worry, uh, harm, and death. So, what is the whole? Why do we want to keep our kids safe? We want to keep our kids safe because we don't want to lose them. We don't want them to get hurt. So we need to look at that and we need to get rid of all the judgments and the conclusions that are there. And some of this might sound crazy if you're not familiar with access or you're not if you've never really thought about this before, or if you've never listened to my radio show. Some of the things I'm about to say are gonna sound completely nuts. But we, we need to look at them. So, you know, what is what are all the things that we've made wrong? Harm, death, um, you know, abduction. There's a there's there's a thing, there's a thought there's an idea that what you resist persists and what you resist and what you fear actually gets created more in your life. So do you really want to be resisting losing your children? Do you really want to be resisting having them die on you? Have you really, do you really want to be resisting them being abducted? So every, all of the things that we are resisting happening to our children, everywhere we're resisting losing them, everywhere we're resisting their death, their abduction, their, their, their harm to themselves, everywhere we are resisting it vehemently, actually projecting it at them and actually creating more of that energy in our lives and in theirs. Can we please destroy and create it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, call nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Yeah, that was for me, Joe. <laughs> um, okay. The thing with fear is that it 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 puts it blinds you it makes you blind to awareness. That's why when I was talking about before that kids have no point of view, right? The idea that kids are innocent. Kids have no point of view. They don't really have a lot of judgments about things. And we think this is wrong. And actually what if this is an amazing capacity that is required to tap into their awareness. When you have no point of view about whether something is right or wrong, you actually can be aware of what's true in that situation because you don't have the veil of right and wrong or good and bad. You can be aware of what's required. Fear is a huge blinder. Fear is a huge blinder. 
I just um so last week I um like I said a, a good friend of mine um her child was just recently diagnosed with cancer and so I came home from work in this extremely twisted place there's been something going on with one of my daughters something in her body that um matches something that someone told me not related to cancer but something else it matches a symptom and so and it matches stuff that I looked up on the internet I should know better, shame on me, than to do that and and go and look on the internet. But anyways, I was like in this huge ball of fear and conclusion and like, oh my God, what if my child has this illness and like, la la la, and it looks like this and it looks like this and I'm a nurse, so I know this and this and this. And I'll tell you, I could not get any clarity about what I was aware of because I was so blinded by fear. Like I had to call up a friend of mine and say, okay, can you ask me some questions? Can you help me clear all of this fear? Because I really would like to have some clarity. So if you think that worrying and being scared of your kids dying is helping you, it's not. It's putting a huge veil in front of your eyes and is actually putting your kids more at risk. Yeah, fear it is. It prohibits clarity. Judgment and fear prohibits clarity. Please, it's not... Fear doesn't keep you safe. And everywhere you bought that lie, that fear is good because it keeps you safe. It does not. It, it blinds you from seeing what is. It just keeps you locked in a bunch of conclusions. So everywhere you bought that lie, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine, choice, boys, beyond. Okay. So where was I going with this? <laughs> where was I going with this? Fear. Yes. So your kids are innocent. They are are great at interesting point of view. So what if you could teach your kids, number one, to ask questions in any situation? What is this? What am I aware of? So, I mean, you know, number one, like we were just saying, you need to look at you and you need to look at all of the places where you have conclusions about what it means to keep your kids safe. Um, because all of your conclusions, all of your judgments, you're projecting them at your kids and then you're trying to keep them safe based on your fears and your judgments. I just finished saying that fear is a huge, huge, huge blinder. Fear is not helpful. Awareness. And part of the biggest part of awareness is being in the space of interesting point of view. There's no right, there's no wrong. If the if if it wasn't if death wasn't wrong and 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 you know, keeping my child alive is wasn't right. If I didn't have that, those blinders in the way, what would I be aware of here? So the next day, after I spoke with my great friend, who's in the chat room with me right now, by the way, um, after I spoke with my awesome friend, uh, the next day, I, I was in such a different space, such a different space. Because what was happening was I, I came home after this day of all of this projection of fear and you know disease at my daughter. I came home just in this cloud. And so what I what I was doing was, trying to clear myself of this crowd, cloud and then putting my hand on my daughter and going, okay, what do I know about her body? Like, is it this? You know, is she sick? Does she need to go to the doctor? Like, and I just was like, I was, I was actually, okay, so I was actually getting, when I was in her presence, when I came home and I was in her presence, my awareness was she's fine. Okay, whatever that means, there's no conclusions. It doesn't mean she's well. It doesn't mean she doesn't have a disease. It just means she's fine. She's fine. She's okay. And I was almost like n negating it in my own mind. It was like, no, 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 it can't be. Like, be sure. You have to be sure. Be sure. Be sure. It's, oh, can you perceive that energy? It's just a big cloud. So my point is this. Would you be willing to teach your kids to be in the space of interesting point of view and not have judgments? 
Would you be willing to look at this thing about your kids that you call innocence and recognize that it's not naivety, it is actually their ability to not have a point of view about something? And would you be willing to acknowledge them for it and go, okay, cool. You have no, you have no point of view about right or wrong. What do you know? What do you know? What do you know in this situation? And then trust that they know and, and act on it as, you know, and, and so, like, I can hear you screaming, like, that's crazy, Petrina. Like, what if my kids want to go, you know, play on the highway? <laughs> um, so I'm, so what I'm not saying is be reckless and never mind, don't forget about yourself and only listen to your children because sometimes your kids are being unaware and you need to be aware of that too. So there's no right or wrong here. There's no right way to do this. There's no, um, safety is not wrong. It's not wrong to try to keep your kids safe. But it's not the only right way either. And when we can look at all of the possibilities, then we can know what's real. Okay. Um, I I need to take a break. <laughs> There's a lot of energy here. So um, we're going to take a break so I can kind of regroup here. Um, you're listening to Mes- Messy Adventures in Living on the Inspired Choices Network. We're talking about teaching your kids awareness instead of safety. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Petrina Fava every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 Central, 9 Mountain, and 8 Pacific on the InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. 
Yeah, welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm your host, Petrina Fava. We are talking about teaching kids awareness instead of safety. If you're just joining us, that's our topic for today. So we've just been talking about a whole slew of ways that we cut off our kids' awareness and and tell them that they're dumb and they don't know anything and almost unteach them, unteach, unteach them, unteach them awareness. That's what we do. We unteach them. I make up words on Messy Adventures in Living and I can't because my show. Um, <laughs> we unteach them awareness um, and, and in place we teach them to buy our fears, to buy our conclusions, to buy what we decide is the best way to keep them safe. So not making a safety wrong, not making logic wrong, not making thought wrong. Those things are all great tools um, because it is logical that playing on the highway means you're probably going to get hit by a truck. I mean, you know, it, that is logical and that's not a wrongness. That's not a bad tool to use. You know, logic is okay sometimes. But what if there's something else? You know, we've decided that, oh, there was a, there's a lot of, I came across a quote that about like education is the best protection. Teach your kids, inform your kids, give them information. Yes, this is great, of course. You know, things like how much do we shield kids about sex, right? Like that's kind of what I think of when I read that. Um, how much do we, for years, I mean, things are changing, but for years we never taught kids about sex because we thought that if they knew about it, it would put them at risk. Um, and, you know, of course, that's even puts them even more at risk. Um, so the idea that education is the best protection is great. Um, and what if there's something even greater than that? I wanted to talk about the word protection, actually, because I looked it up um, on um, online etymology dictionary. So I do this sometimes. I like words. And um, etymology is the study of the original, the origin of words. And I always find it interesting to check it out because sometimes it can really tell you about the energy of a word and how we've kind of changed things and kind of messed up words. Anyways, when I looked up protection, I actually found this, a covering over. Protection. A covering over. What were we just talking about before the break? Blinding. Covering. Covering up awareness. So, you know, how much are we covering over our kids? How much are we covering them so that they can't see how much is our protection, our need to protect them, our fear of them getting hurt, our fear of them getting hurt? How much are we in an effort to protect covering up their eyes, their eyes of awareness so that they cannot see? And everything that brings up and everywhere we've done that and everywhere that we have had that done to us, everywhere we had our awareness cut off by the blanket of protection everywhere we've been covered over by the blanket of protection can we destroy and uncreate it all right wrong good bad pot pock all nine shorts boys and beyonds okay so um so let's take a look at some of these things that we were talking about i feel like i'm jumping all over the place but that's okay um something that's come into my awareness recently since the bombing in manchester last week um uh, i was looking at like would my kids know what to do if we were separated in a huge crowd? And um, I asked my daughter, my oldest daughter, she's 13, and I was like, what would you, you know, what do you think you would do? Like, and, and I swear to you, I'm not even, not even a word of a lie. The first words out of her mouth were, oh, okay, wait. What she, the first thing she said was, I would stay where I am. I wouldn't move. And, and I kind of went, huh, because I remembered that when they were really, when she was really little and she was afraid of getting lost in the mall or, you know, at a, at a, 
places with crowds, I used to say to her, if you're ever lost, just plant your feet, like don't move because if two of us are moving, we're more likely to get separated. So if you look and you go, oh my God, where's my mom? Just don't move, okay? Because chances are I'm close by. Um, I know how to walk around and look for you. You just stay put. And that's a huge limitation. <laughs> like it might be a good idea in some cases, but in some cases it is not a good idea. So a while ago, I not a while ago, like a long time, a few years ago, doesn't matter. I watched a show about a medium. I can't remember the name of the show. It started, I think, Jennifer Love Hewitt. It was a really cute show. She was a medium, someone who saw dead people. And this particular show was about a little boy who died and wanted to connect with his mom. And when it showed what happened, how he died, there was something about like their car got stuck on the tracks or something. And there was two or three kids in the car. And so she she... She got him out of the car. Oh, yes. She got him out of the car, but she couldn't carry them all. So she got him out and she put him down to the side, I think. And she took the other two to like a place of safety. And she said to him, don't don't leave. Just stay here. Don't leave. I, I have to walk away, but don't leave. And so she walked away. And in the next five seconds, a train came. and And you could see this kid go, I need to leave. My mom told me not to leave. Oh, the ghost whisperer. Yes, thank you, Christine. Um, by the way, I'm talking to people in the chat room. Um, so he, you could see the kid was like, shit, a train is coming and I need to leave. But my mom told me not to leave. And so he stayed there and he got killed because he got hit by the train. And so the mom had all this guilt about, oh, my God, I told him not to move. Like, uh, And this is so much in my awareness because I'm like, okay, there is no one size fits all. There is no rules. This is why we need to teach our kids awareness and we need to trust what they know and we need to teach them that their awareness is greater than what we think is right. So when when my daughter said that, I was like, oh, okay, so, okay, but yes, sometimes that might be a good idea, but sometimes you might need to run. You know, if you're stand, if you're, if you don't know where I am and you're standing in a place and out of the corner of your eye, you see somebody with a gun, get the hell out of there. Right? So we need to like, when we're, when we're talking to kids about safety, quote unquote, staying safe, how to avoid harm, you know, we really need to show them, tell them, and and truly honor that they their awareness is greater than our conclusions about what it means to stay safe or the best way to stay safe. I have I had a conclusion that the best way for my kid to stay safe if they're lost is to stay put. That's that's a huge limitation. So here's some ideas. You know, here's you could do this. You know, if you're lost, it is a good idea to stay put because then you, we're less likely to get more and more separated. But you need to use your awareness. You might actually know that it's better for you to walk to the right. You know, it's really, it's so hard because fear is in the way. But just we need to look at all the places that we have drawn lines or made boxes of safety rules that are, don't work in every situation. There's no way that they can work in every situation because every situation is unique. But if you have awareness, you can be aware of what's required in any situation, a situation you've never encountered. Um, I wanted to talk about kids' bodies, kids and their bodies, and this this thing about owning their feelings. I really, really want to talk about this. Um, there's a tool in Access, and it goes like this. Um, it's a question, who does this belong to? It's the idea that 99% of our thoughts, our feelings, and emotions are not actually ours. They don't belong to us. And if you've never heard this before, it might sound completely insane. Um, 
but I know that this is true because there have been things that have come up in my life where I'm like, oh my God, that was so not mine. So if we, if we teach kids that to own their feelings, they, they are at risk. So let me give you um, an example. Um, let's say your kid is at a party and there's drinking and there's drugs and your kid, you know, is, has no interest in doing drugs, has no interest in drinking, but they feel like they want to drink or they feel like they want to get high. Or they feel like they want to have sex. And they're like, I don't know why I feel like getting high. Because I know that I don't want to do that. Like, I know that it's probably not a good idea. I'm like, I don't know why I want to have a drink. Because I'm the driver. And I know that I probably shouldn't do that. But I just feel like I really want to have a drink. If we teach our kids not to own their feelings, and if we teach them that actually they're very aware of other people's thoughts, feelings, and emotions, how many people at that party want to drink? How many people at that party are horny teenagers and really want to have sex? So it causes a lot of, it can cause a lot of confusion for kids where they're like, wow, I know that I actually shouldn't do that or I don't really want to do that, but I have this really strong feeling that I want to. If we teach kids that those feelings are not necessarily theirs, if we honor them, if we honor their awareness by showing them or, 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 you know, inviting them to ask, who, whose is this? Is this really mine? Or am I perceiving somebody else's feelings? How much easier would it be for them to go, oh, that feeling is not mine. Do I actually want to have a drink? I'm driving. What will it create in my life if I drink three glasses of beer? Even though I have the feeling that I want to. How? What a gift is that to kids? That tool alone, who does this belong to? Is this really mine? Are these feelings really mine? If we show our kids not to make their feelings real above their awareness, what a huge gift is that in order for them to make choices that will create their lives as greater. Wow, I really feel like I want to have sex with this guy, but I'm looking at him and he's a total, not a contribution to my life. And I know he's going to be an asshole to me. Why do I feel like I really want to have sex with him? There's nothing logical. Wait a second. Is that mine? Who does that belong to? Oh, wait, that's his. He's actually really horny and I'm just picking up on it. Okay, cool. What, what would I like to choose? No, I would like to choose not to have sex with that guy. Humongous gift to our kids. Enormous. Enormous. Um, if you want to know a little bit more about that tool, you can look up Access Consciousness and um, or just Google who does this belong to Access and you can find all kinds of good stuff about that tool. It's, it's amazing. Amazing. Um, what else? We're coming to the end of the show. <laughs> and I feel like it's been five minutes. Um, what are some of the other things that are kind of jumping out? Um Oh, this whole thing about strangers. I mean, and this has been talked about a lot, but I mean, you know, there's a statistic, whatever that means, but there is a statistic around that's, that says that, you know, 90% of child sexual abuse or children who've been sexually abused actually know their abuser. So we think we're making kids safe by teaching them to avoid strangers or by teaching them to fear strangers and to trust their teachers and to trust their parents and to trust their grandparents and to trust their uncles. But this is blind faith, people. What if we could teach our kids, show our kids, invite our kids to trust what they know I, I call it spidey sense. I, call, I tell my kids, you know, you know Spider-Man, how he has that spidey sense? What does your spidey sense tell you? It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter if it's me. It doesn't matter if it's your dad. It doesn't matter if it's your grandmother. What is your spidey sense telling you? It's an amazing tool. So 
Um, wow. Yeah, we're coming to the last um, few minutes of the show. So what is it that I would like to leave you with? So how can we sh- teach our kids to be aware instead of safe? One of the biggest, biggest, biggest ones is look at you, change you. This is something I'm learning more and more every day as a parent. If I would like my kids to choose greater for themselves, if I would like my kids to be all that they can be, if I would like my kids to be more aware, acknowledge their superpowers, not buy into this reality is bullshit. If that's what I desire for my children, it does not matter how much I tell them to do that. I need to change me. I need to change me. If you never, ever tell your kids anything, or if you never teach your kids anything, but you only change yourself, if you only push yourself to be greater, then you invite them to step into that too, if they if they would like to choose it. Remember that kids have choice at the end of the day in everything. They do have choice. Um, teaching them to ask questions is huge, but it's not enough. you got to be in the question. You gotta be in the question. Questions empower. Conclusions, judgments, fears, they disempower and they blind you to what's real. They blind you to the truth. Teaching your kids to ask questions in every situation about what's gonna create the greatest outcome. No matter what it looks like on the outside, that's why, you know, messy choices. It may not look like the most logical choice, but what is your awareness telling you? What do you know? Ask questions and then trust what you know. Um, you got to look at your fears, your judgments. You know, we, what if you could start giving your kids the message of my fears, my conclusions, my judgments are not greater than your awareness. My worry, my conclusions, my fears, what I've, what I have learned in my life, which is likely a bunch of conclusions, are not greater than your awareness. And then also honor your awareness as a parent. Honor your awareness. Of course, if your kid is running out into the highway, grab them, pull them back. Look at where your kids are not being aware. I can look at my kids when, and I can tell when they're running without awareness. Um, and so, you know, you can acknowledge that too. Ask questions, but please don't buy the lies of safety. Um, because they're just linear conclusions. They're boxes. And when you add fear and you add judgment in there, now it's just this big ball of clouded mess. Um, awareness has no linearity. It has no box. It has no rules. It has no steps. It's just awareness. It's undefinable. It's, it's, it's infinite. And awareness leads to more questions. This is what I love about questions um, and awareness. That's how you know you're, you've got an awareness. It always leads to more questions. So thank you for listening to Messy Adventures in Living. What would it be like if our kids could be totally in tune with their razor-sharp awareness and not be burdened by our fears, our judgments, our conclusions, our crap? What else is possible with this? Thank you for listening. Join me again next week right here on Messy Adventures in Living, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Inspired Choices Network. All kinds of goodies. Take care, guys. Goodbye. Thanks for playing with us on Messy Adventures in Living. Katrina Fava will return next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on Inspired Choices Network. We'd love to have you join us again. Until next time, have fun creating your phenomenal life, mess and all.